of my little house of prayer ministry. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. I hope your week was blessed. I know mine was. I got to fellowship Saturday with people of like faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What I saw happening was such a blessing. I just pray that everyone was touched by what they saw and heard like I was. Today we are looking at Matthew 6, 9. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When we pray, he says to pray like this. We are to acknowledge his holiness, who he is. In other words, to worship him. When we do this, we are welcoming his presence. I don't know about you, but I crave his presence. David craved his presence. Psalms 42, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Once you experience the Lord's presence, it is an experience like no other. It awakens a craving in you for more of his presence. And when we respond in prayer, this attitude changes us and our prayer lives drastically. Remember, he wants a relationship with his creation. It's like this. If you are married and you run through your days together with not even so much as an acknowledgement of each other, much less a hello and or and I love you, that relationship would get very boring real quick. There would be no attachment of any kind to each other. Therefore, it is doomed to fail from the beginning. This is why he wants us to acknowledge him, to acknowledge who he is, to acknowledge his deity and where he rules and reigns, where his authority begins and ends that we have a true binding relationship with him. Let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 23. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse, and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread, and a bottle of wine, and a kid, and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly. And he became his armor-bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, 
When the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. I really think he knew what had happened to him, but in his stubbornness and rebellion refused to acknowledge it. Everyone around him recognized it and began to tell him so. He refused to repent and get back to right standing that he had with the Lord. David could have run away like Saul did from the conviction and correction of the Lord. Instead, he always repented and accepted the circumstances of his sin. The same thing happened with Samson and Delilah. Samson never truly repented. His pride and rebellion is what ultimately destroyed him. In this verse, it says in Judges 16:20, and she said, "The Philistines be upon thee, Samson." And he awoke out of his sleep and said, "I will go out as at other times before, and shake myself." And he knew not that the Lord had departed from him. Why do I say his pride and rebellion? Because if you go and read about Samson, you will find that he rebelled against all the laws the Lord had given him. The Lord well told him not to cut one hair on his head, that if he did, the Spirit of the Lord would ultimately leave him. So how did he figure that he could leave as at other times? In today's English, we would call it blind rebellion. It will never happen to me. So first, we create an atmosphere of prayer. We do a soul check and repent of any sin that we have committed. How do we do a soul check? By examining ourselves with the mirror of the Ten Commandments. Then ask for His forgiveness. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Then we acknowledge His holiness and His dwelling place. Let me tell you this. The enemy does not want people to know any of this. I've never been attacked so much. My own prayer time, my health, even this week's message. But I'm still here because of him who loves me. He never gives up. We should follow that example for the Lord. Never give up. Keep walking with the Lord no matter what. We all know who the Lord is, vaguely anyways. He is so immense. Who can know all there is to know about him? Every corner I turn, I am learning more about the Lord. Even the Apostle Paul cried out in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. I have heard the question, who do you say that I am? Well, every great man of God and I have had to experience and learn who he is. Our Father, which art in heaven. You see, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we became adopted, joint heirs to his wonderful kingdom. Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8.16-18 the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory 
which shall be revealed in us. So we are heirs with who? Our Abba Father, Father God. To answer the question, who do you say that I am? Here are just a few of his many names. I would strongly advise you to take each name, study it in the scriptures, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. My people need to know who I am to them on a personal level. How can they pray to someone they do not know? I want my people to know me personally. So here are at least 30 names of God. Elohim, God the Creator, Genesis 1.1. Yahweh, I Am, the Self-Existent One. Exodus 3, 14 through 15. El Roi, the God who sees me. Genesis 16, 13 through 14. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. God Almighty. Genesis 17, 1 through 2. El Olam, the everlasting God or the eternal God. Genesis 21. 32 to 33. Yahweh Yireh, the Lord will provide. Genesis 22, 13 through 14. Adonai, Lord and Master, Psalm 16, 2. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. Exodus 15, 26. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Exodus 17:15. El Kanah, coming fire, jealous God. Exodus 34:14. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. Judges 6:24. Kedosh Yisrael, Holy One of Israel. Leviticus 19:1-2. Yahweh Suri. The Lord is my rock, Psalm 18.2. Yahweh Roi, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1-4. El Elyon, God most high, Psalm 7.17. Yahweh Shema, the Lord is there, Ezekiel 48.35. Mikweh Yisrael, hope of Israel. Psalm 71, 5. Magin, the Lord is my shield. Psalm 3, 3. Migdalaz, my strong tower. Proverbs 18, 10. Atik Yamin, the Ancient of Days. Daniel 7, 9. Basilion, the King of Kings. Revelation 19, 16. El Salih, the Lord my strength. Psalm 8, 1. Yatsara, the potter, Isaiah 64, 8. Abba, potter, father, 2 Corinthians 6, 18. Yahweh has said, God of forgiveness, Nehemiah 9, 17. Yahweh said, Kenim, the Lord our righteousness, Jeremiah 23, 6. Ish, husband, Hosea 2, 16, 19 through 20. Emmanuel. God with us, Matthew 1, 22-23. Iatros, physician, Matthew 11, 5. 
Alpha Chi Omega, Alpha and Omega, Revelation 22.13, Yehovah Sabbat, Lord of Hosts, 1 Samuel 1.3, Yehovah Mekodishkim, Leviticus 27 through 8, Yehovah Rab, Psalm 23.1. There are so many names of the Lord, like I said, these are just a few. In ancient Hebrew times, names carried powerful significance. Names not only identified a person, they also reflected a person's character, nature, and destiny. So in each of his many names, you can see and identify with who he is to us, his character, nature, and his destiny for our lives. In return, he builds up our faith in him. When we pray, study, and meditate on his names, we are using faith-building technique. This enables us to trust him more. This, in turn, lets us experience who he is to us. We are to worship him for who he is. We are to thank him for what he has done for us. As we meditate, study, and pray, we will experience at some point in time each of his wonderful names. He is worthy to be worshipped and praised. So after we acknowledge who he is to us, then we are to acknowledge where he lives. Why does he want us to acknowledge where he lives? Because that is where he is taking us. He did it with Enoch and Elijah. Why couldn't or wouldn't he do it for us? He says he plans to do just that. Read 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. This is called the rapture, or caught up. This is his ultimate plan for us that we will ultimately live and reign with him for all of eternity. Did you know that we ne were never supposed to taste death? When the Lord created Adam and Eve, the original plan was that they would live forever. Lucifer got them to forfeit all of the deed or rights. So when Jesus went to the cross, he paid the price to redeem us. He bought back the whole deed and rights. We are supposed to be walking in the authority of that deed. We are supposed to be walking in the dominion the Lord has given us. I think with as much trouble Satan gives us to try to convince us that we have no rights, we should shove it right back in his face and walk in the bold faith of that dominion the Lord has given us. Then we are to acknowledge his holiness, his righteousness, his attributes. When your spouse walks in the room, don't you tell them how good they look to you? Isaiah 54, 5. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. So if you are a Christian, you are espoused to him. He wants us to tell him just how he looks to us. He wants us to look like him also. He wants us to worship him in the beauty of holiness, according to Psalms 96, 9, Leviticus 11:44, 44, 
For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 1 Peter 1.16 Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amos 3.3 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Did you get that last verse? <laughs> he wants us to walk in agreement with him. In Isaiah he says, Come, let us declare, which means to decree or agree together. I love this passage. I picture Jesus and I shouting the heavens down over my sin. John 8, 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So in the end, we acknowledge the beauty of His holiness. If you are tuning in right now and want to be free from your life of sin, to be born again, a blood-bought saint of God, it is simple. Acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Acknowledge your sins, all of them according to the mirror of the law, or Ten Commandments. Ask the Lord for forgiveness of those sins and thank Him for His forgiveness. Repent of your sin. Change your mind and decision-making on concerning those sins. Forgive those who have harmed or sinned against you. This is not an option. It is a heaven or hell issue. It determines your salvation. Then make Jesus Lord over your life. Ask him to come live, reign, and rule in your heart and life. Learn about who he is in the Gospels of your Bible. Then learn what he expects of you in the Old Testament. What he has redeemed you from in the Old Testament. I would like to pray with you right now. Remember, this is just an outline. The real work begins after you leave this message. Find a church you can and will attend. Sit under that pastor for at least a year. In this time, I promise you will grow and learn. You will have brothers and sisters in Christ who will pray with you and for you. Let's pray, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to welcome you to the family of God. Please let me know of your decision so that I can rejoice with you and continue to pray for you. And if you have any prayer requests, let me know of that too by emailing me at my number one little a-f-m-p at aol.com thank you for all for tuning in today may you have a very blessed week and remember i love you with the love of the lord but jesus loves you more <laughs>